With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special edition of the Spurs show uh, this week, coming live from the Albany on Great Portland Streets. That's the sound of the slightly alcoholic tones of the Spurs show season ticket family. You too can be at one of these wonderful monthly events. Just go to season.spursshow.net and join us uh, next month with Alan Mullery. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Before I introduce our guests tonight for this special show, very quickly, don't forget this season we are backed by Labbrooks, bringing you plenty of specials. New subscribers can sign up get up to £50 of free bets matched at bet.spurshow.net. So thank you very much for lab books. Joining us tonight, a man, uh, if you listened to last week's show, you would have heard him drone on about something. Welcome back, Mr. Paul Coitz. Thank you so much. Such a kindly introduction. <laughs> and uh, joining us, the last time I was on the show was, I think, 2011, but seven years ago, which is quite depressing in itself. It's been that long. Uh, joining us, a man that, well, we're all here to, 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 to hear from over 300 appearances uh, for Tottenham. I believe 45 goals between 1980 and 1986. One of my heroes watching Spurs growing up, Mr. Graham Roberts. Yes! I, th- I think you should get the job at Tottenham because Paul only gives me 35 goals. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can have that job. Yeah, but right? I do give you two <laughs> FA Cups at UEFA Cup. He yeah, didn't yeah. give you those. Yeah. No, he didn't. Uh, so, you know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right, well, uh, a very special show this week, uh, looking back at Graham's career. Before the whole um, Spurs stuff, which is, you know, really interesting to sort of get a background um, obviously, we know him as a, a defender and a midfielder as well uh, later on at Spurs. 
But when you and kind a goalie. of well, and a goalie as well, we come to. <laughs> but when you 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 know started you know back in your youth, you you started as a striker, which a lot of people listening might not know. And actually, one season uh, for the Portsmouth U team scored forty nine goals in one season. Nah, Bournemouth. Harry, oh, was it Harry Bournemouth? was manager. Oh, really? Yeah, and we got released at the end of the season. There was no money. I think Harry must have took it all. <laughs> 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 or, or his dog. Maybe the dog had it. I'd say allegedly, but you know what? I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah. So how old were you? How old were you then when you were at Bournemouth? Do you remember? Uh, Sixteen and a half. Oh, okay. Mm. Sixteen and a half, and so. And then 49 goals, same as Clive Allen. Same as Clive Allen. Exactly. Do you miss as many as him that season? Or, no, or? no, no, no. No? There you are. Mine went in the back of the net. But then it was, um, it was all going well for you, striker. Then you broke your ankle. Yeah. Portsmouth. Right. Um, Jimmy Dixon took over from Ian St. John, <clears throat> who was manager. He got sacked. Um, Jimmy took over. Offer me a contract, going to sign it after the game. We were playing all the shot, pre-season friendly. I came off the bench at half-time, made a run. Joe Joplin, who used to play for all the shot, sort of whacked me. Next minute, I was ended up in hospital. Um, and how old were you? I then? tried to limp on, but it right. didn't how, how old were you? Uh, 17 and a half. And did you know you were about to get signed? It was like all yeah, happening. Yeah, so yeah, the was like, contract was there. And then oh Jimmy said God. to me afterwards... Um, come back and see me tomorrow. Um, so I went to hospital, put it in plaster. They said six, seven weeks. Went back and he went, oh, we're not going to sign you. We'll wait till you see how you, you come back after your injury. And I said, oh, I don't want to do that. So uh, I then lasted the six weeks, got fit, and day best at Dorchester, um, rang me up and said, would you come and play for us? And I went and signed for them and... Uh, then you think, well, okay, you know, you've got to work hard to get your fitness back, which I did. And are you still, still playing up front at this stage, or are you playing anywhere, me? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was playing. Yeah, I was actually. I was playing up front, and then I moved back to midfield. And then um, the following season, I, I was on non-contract there. And uh, what were you? What were you doing at the time? Were you working as well? In the shipyard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, in the ship. I was first of all I was working in the oil refinery. Yeah, I thought I was a shake when, I, when, <laughs> when they offered me the job, <laughs> but it never worked. Um, but then I went to the shipyard and uh, I was on non-contract at Dorchester and Weymouth. Stuart Morgan, who fantastic lad, manager, um, rang me up and he said, "Look, we know you're on non-contract, so come down and see us. We'll give you a signing on fee and we, we're up your wages." So on the Saturday, I didn't play for Dorchester. I went down to Weymouth and uh, I told Dorchester they best all about it and he was fine. And um, walked in the boardroom and two of the Weymouth directors said, what are you doing here? We don't want you. (laughs) Seriously. And I went, pardon? We don't want ex-Dorchester players. We're better than that. So I said, okay. So there's a big rivalry. I mean, people yeah, from London local, centric. local derbies. It's, big, big, it's five uh, miles between, the, oh, between okay. it. And right. uh, so with that, Stuart, we had a chat. We agreed terms and everything. And I said, look, I'll come back on Monday. Um, and I changed my mind going home. So I thought, right. why do I want to go somewhere where I'm not wanted? 
So I told Stuart what had happened, and he went, no, no, don't be daft. I said, no. So they best offered me the same money as Dorchester, uh, Weymouth, so I signed for Dorchester. And then three months later, <laughs> Dorchester got six, six grand. Weymouth bought me for 6,000 quid. The two directors got booted out. So was that non-league then? Was it a lot of money? A lot of money, a lot yeah. Of money. Lot of money, yeah. Um, the two directors that had caused the hassle, they got discharged. And uh, Bill Bowerin, who was the chairman, was as nice as now. He brilliant. And Stuart said to me, when I went there, he said, look, we got a good side. You'll be the kingpin. I played up front. And my first game was... We beat, they, they drew on the Saturday. I signed on the Sunday in the FA Cup against Worcester, 3-3. And then I played on the Monday night. We had the replay was Monday night. They always played on Monday night. And we beat them 6-0. And I scored two. And So I'm working at a shipyard. So I used to go to work 6 o'clock in the morning. Training was on the Thursday that week. I'd leave and I'd get home at half past 12 at night. And then I'm back up at half past 5 to go to... Anyway, they said on Friday we're leaving to go to the. We're, we're going overnight. I said, well, "Where are we playing?" He said, "Barrow." Oh my god! So I actually for those overseas, that's work. really up that's north. That's a long way. That's a long yeah. way. Those so, in America, it's actually down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Just an eight, nine hour drive. At now they get a flight now, yeah, would not yeah. they? <laughs> so with that, we left on Friday. I left. I went to work on Friday morning. Got to Dorchester, where they picked me up, so I parked my car there. Um, set off, and that was at half past 11 in the morning. We arrived in Barrow, quarter past 11 at night. We had, a, we had something to eat, went to bed. After the game, we left, and I had to go to work on a Sunday to do overtime. Because they had this big shit they was doing, and uh, I got back... And went straight to work at half past six in the morning. I've got to ask you, though, Graham. At this point, did you think I'm going to make it as a top professional footballer, or did, or were you at the time thinking, you know, this is as as far as it's going to go? It's great, what? you know, quite a well-known guy yeah. around the area. Or did you ever think it would reach the heights no, it always, did? Honestly, you, you always wanted it to happen, Paul. Um, you know, but we had a good side. We were second in the league. We got to the FA Trophy semi-final. We should have beat Boston. We drew 2-2 two, two at their place. We only had to draw at home, nil-nil, and we was through. And they scored last kick of the goal, mm. last kick of the game, and uh, we lost 1-0. But anyway, I was getting, I was off the by then anyway. Um, Tottenham had already bought me by then. But this story, the Tottenham, I mean, it's it sort of, especially now when you see the week of the sort of Sanchez and all this sort of stuff going on, your signing for Tottenham is... I mean, you could write a film. I mean, you could write a film about your life. Oh, it's, it's a Cinderella it's most, story, it's the isn't it? It really is. Extraordinary turn of fate. How you ended up at Tottenham? You know, if you'd like to regale people the story, well, about how the, the 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 luck, whatever you call yeah. it, the fate that that you got there. Well, I think yes, it's luck. More hard work um, because I did work hard. I worked hard for my fitness to to play for Weymouth. I I, I knew. If I worked hard, Stuart always said to me, there'd be something round the corner. Don't worry. So you've got that in the back of your mind and you think, well, just play well every week. And to be fair, Tottenham were the third club who came in for me. But the thing is with Bill Nick, yeah. who yeah. was going to watch another game. Yeah. And the game was cancelled. And he was sitting yep. 
It's Bill Nick. I mean, just that. In well, itself, he was he was on the just station, sitting on a train station, going back and just started chatting to a guy there. Yeah, it was a lad who then just went, "Oh, you should go down to Weymouth yeah. and, and mention you." And Bill Nick went, "What's the time?" Oh, all right. I mean, that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Well, he Bill Bill then got on a train to Bristol because he, he couldn't get to Weymouth. He'd have to go back to London. Got a taxi from Bristol to Weymouth. Watched 25 quite minutes. A way, that yeah, watched 25 <laughs> minutes. I'm sure Keith paid him expenses. <laughs> and with that, he watched 25 minutes. I scored two. Um, Did you know he was watching, by the no, way? No. Did you, you didn't know he was there? No. Uh, because I was signing for West Brom on the Monday or Tuesday. Right. West Brom had already agreed Which terms. is another story in itself. It's a good we'll story. come to that it's one. A good right. story. Um, but Bill Nick like, came and watched. So I, I spoke to Bill when he... When I when I joined Tottenham, and you know what a man, what just standing next to him, you just in awe. Um, but Bill, you know, he, that's the sort of person he was. He wanted to, if somebody gave him a hint, he would go and do it. He would go that little bit extra to see, and that, that's it. You know, so, so where were you? So then, so the way with Toman, you're, you're signing West Brom. Ron Atkinson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Ron Atkinson. Good story. And then obviously, we'll come to it now. And then someone's then turned around and went, uh, Spurs are in. Well, it was You're on the 20, oh, 21 years old, I'm guessing. 21. 20, 21. 21. Yeah. So, what, what was the, what was the dilemma? What happened next? Well, it was, I went there on the Tuesday. They had a testimonial game on the Wednesday, uh, Ali Robinson's. So, Ron Atkinson said to me, like, we. we my, they took my wife around, the, my first wife, that was. They, they took her around to the houses and everything. And uh, She's married to Ron Atkinson now, isn't yeah, she? she yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. I think she's too good for it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, she was getting looked after. So, Ron Stewart came up with me. And uh, Ron said, like, on the Wednesday, he said, got this game. You can play in it if you sign. So I said, oh, okay. We had agreed terms. Um, and West Brom, for those of us, West Brom were a big team in 1979. Yeah, yeah, 79, good side, Regis. FA Cup semi-final, Regis, which, which, we'll talk about which, later. You know, but, you know, a massive team. Yeah, big, big side. Brian Robson was there. Um, Remy Moses. Oh, they had a great side. Um, so anyway, I, I said, okay. I said, I said, I just need a minute to talk with Stuart. So I was talking to Stuart, and the lady came out of the office. She said, oh, Stuart, there's a phone call from you from the club. So Stuart went there, and I went back in, and I said, OK, Ron, I'll, I'll join. I said, you know, you've, you've done everything you can. So I've got the pen. <laughs> so Stuart's come running back in through the door, and he's gone, Tottenham have made a bid for you. I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and is this in front of Ron Atkinson? Yeah. He went, what are you is doing? He's in front of him. He doesn't like Graham. Can I have a quiet <laughs> word? <laughs> Literally in front yeah. of him. He went, Tottenham no. have made the same bid. I went, oh, I've dropped the pen. <laughs> so he went, Ron Atkinson, what, what are you doing? I said, oh, Ron. And I'm you not. did know Bill Nitt was there. So you had no inkling that Spurs were even <laughs> nothing. interested. No, nothing. So with that, I've gone, uh, well, I need to really go and see them as well. He went, no, you're not going. He locked the door. So we'd had this discussion. I'm saying, look, I need to. I, I promise you, I will not sign for him. I promise you, I'll give you my word. I said, let me just go and talk to him. Anyway, Stuart persuaded him to let me go. 
<laughs> so, anyway, we went down on the Thursday, met Peter Shreves. Um, we stayed in the hotel Thursday. Went, on the Friday, I went and meet Keith. So Keith said, you might as well train. Like Peter said, you might as well train with the first team. Glenn Oddle, Ozzy Ardelis, Ricky Velia. I'm like that. What the... F- so... Stevie Perriman, Stevie came up to me, shook me hand. Well, you know, you, it's a great club. Did they know? Did they all know who you were? They've been briefed, no, no, or Stevie had. Yeah, so Stevie, he knew. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so we got up in the gym, Mickey Hazard and all them. We got up in the gym. I ran around that gym for an hour and a half. I never touched a bloody ball. <laughs> I was like, what the? It was like, and I was, the sweat was pouring. I must have done a stone. Yeah. So I came back and I sat down in the dressing room. And the lads went, you enjoy that? I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Street's come in. He went, uh, the gaffer wants you. I went, oh, shit. So I've gone in to see Keith. And, like, Keith had a chair like this. And you would sit down there. And he would look down at you. And he went, right, Graham. He said, uh, we like what we saw. I went, well, OK. <laughs> so he went, we're going to give you £185 a week. And I thought, bollocks, I'm on 200 It wait me Oh, really? You, you're Are you more kidding me? Way, you're no, earning no, more sure. Weymouth. Yeah. Only Spurs, eh? <laughs> hey? <laughs> 40 so, years on, nothing yeah. has changed. Nothing has changed. But I also had a job. <laughs> yeah, I know what you say. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, oh, shite. Uh, okay, so he said, we'll give you £4,000 to help you move up here. I said, okay. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Right. I said, look, Keith, I said, Peter Day's got my wife go around looking at all these houses. So anyway, she came back. I said, look, I'm, we're going back to Southampton tonight. Leave it with me. I'll ring you as soon as I get off the train. I, I need to talk to her because it's... it's and you've got, you got the whole West Brom thing as well. So anyway, we get on the train. Waterloo to Southampton, hour and ten minutes. She's sitting opposite me. So I said, what do you think? She said, oh, West Brom's lovely, isn't it? I went, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I went, pardon? She went, West Brom's lovely. Oh, lovely people. I went, yeah, but Tottenham. She went, yeah, but London and this. I said, yeah, but Tottenham's much better, bigger club. Oh, West Brom's lovely. So I said, well, what do you think then? She said, West Brom. I said, oh, sorry. So anyway, we've done this for an hour and ten minutes. So now I have to make a decision. And West West Brom off through the same kind of money? So I'm getting off the train. I'm sure they must have rung each other up. So anyway, we got off the train. I, I said, look, love, I said, Got to make a decision. She said, look, West Brom. I said, there's one problem. She said, what's that? I said, I'm fucking playing. Oh, excuse my language. It's, it's fine, it's a podcast. I'm, I'm playing, you're not, so we're going to Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. So, Thank God for that. So, wow. So at the end of it, now, this is the difficult part. I have to ring both the managers. So I ring Keith. Okay, Keith. The lads were going to Austria the next day. So he said... I said, I'm going to sign for you. Thank you very much. He went, come tomorrow, bring your passport. You have got a passport, haven't you? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, bring your passport. You're going to Austria with the first team. I said, okay. So now I have to ring Ron Axon. So I ring up. Secretary answers the phone. She says, I says, hello, it's Ron there. It's Graham Roberts. Oh, hello, Graham. Oh, all the TV cameras are coming tomorrow. <laughs> she said, we're all looking forward to it. You're going to love it here. Everybody oh, really no. loves you. I said, I said, is Rod there? She went, 
yeah, I'll get him for you, but oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. I said, yeah, Ron there, Ron there. So Ron comes on, I said, Ron, I've signed for Tottenham, bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He never spoke to me ever again. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. I mean, again, you, you know, you're 2021. 20, you're now at Spurs. I mean, you talk about, you know, running around the training and all that. You know, you know, we, a lot of people here saw you from the starting. What was extraordinary? Firstly, you have mentioned you signed for £35,000, which at the time was the record transfer fee for a player from the non-league going into um, any, any of the leagues. I mean, that was in itself a, a big move. But for my memory, what was extraordinary was you arrived and all that. It was very quickly you got into that team. Yeah, I mean, it was what, 1980 Stoke was the debut? You and, and, yep. and Paul Miller. I mean, it wasn't like... Now, who do you sign? Like you know the sort of well, it, Paul was playing. Point, I came you know, on players sub. like that. You came on a sub. Yeah, they did. But it was very quickly bang. You, you there partnership. You and Miller, incredible. But it took. I never actually got in the team until December. I made my debut at Liverpool. I came on sub eight, ten times, right. but my debut was at Liverpool right back. Um, so I was very lucky there. Yeah, thirty-five thousand. When I played for England the following year or 18 months later, they got another 100 grand, Weymouth. I'm still waiting for my drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, the Liverpool game, my debut, like Stoke game, we won 1-0. Um, then I played against Arsenal. I came on sub. Like I put Charlie in later, but in the stand. But I put Kenny Sampson in the stand that day. and he, yeah. I roomed with Kenny when he uh, played for England and Kenny went... It was like a, a train hitting me. I said, well, that's what you get. So, um, no, no, but the Liverpool debut was Terry Yorff was in the team. Yeah. I was sub, training in the gym Friday morning, and like, it used to get really competitive. And Terry went for a ball, and I pushed him to hold him off, and he, his fingers hit the wall, and he went, oh, that hurt. Anyway... Afterwards, they said, oh, his hand was like, like that. And they said, oh, just put it in ice, you'll be all right. Well, I actually roomed with Terry. He was my room partner. Yeah. Middle, middle of the night, he's jumped on top of me. I thought, what the... <laughs> You're asleep, yeah. And he went, Robbo, Robbo, go and get Mike Varney, me hand. And it, it was about six times as big. And they took him to hospital, and he, I broke all his fingers. Wow. And then I took his just place. Just push. <laughs> wow. So that's one way of getting in the Amazing. team. <laughs> he, he just look, you just looked at him funny, didn't you? That happened. I'll tell you what, Graham, when, when you first came into the, to the side, what are your recollections of the players, how they were with you? Did someone sort of, was it, was it like, and you could at school, were you yeah. in awe at all? Yeah. And, and, and who do you remember and how they were with you when you came in? The, 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 the good thing about it, Paul, was we had the best captain you'll ever have, Stevie sure. Perrin. He would, he would put. <laughs> Your feet would not go too high. He would bring you down as quick as you would go up. Right. Um, but he was, he was good at that. He knew how to... to and he, he got us through that. You so know? in what, what, what would he do? I mean, what sort of things would happen? Well, if you, like you play well and the next minute you're, you're doing an interview on TV, he would let you know, you know yeah, yeah, what yeah. you say. Don't yeah. worry, he would be careful. You know, yeah. And he would, just, he, would, he would teach you the proper way. Um, yeah. But Stevie put an arm around you, you know, and, and really 
take you as a, I suppose, can't say a dad and son, but a, yeah. a, a, a family a member. A role model. Yeah, there, a yeah, family yeah. member. And, and, and he was good at that. And, but all the boys were, you know, yeah. like the lads used to have a drink afterwards. We, we'd have a drink, go home at four in the morning and, you know, and, and, and have a chat. for. We wouldn't get drunk. It would just be have a chat about the game. That game that day, what can we do better? And that's why, like you know us all now, we're so close. Sure. Mm. You know, the 80s team was so close, and, and that's what it was then. You know, you used to ring your wife at four in the morning, come pick me up. Yeah. That, that's, that's how it was. She was in West Bromwich, though, at the she time. Was in West she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she probably was, <laughs> but you did. I mean, you. I mean, you said you, you were a sub for a while, but I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to remember that. I mean, from from memory, you did get into that side. You yeah. and Paul Miller. Yeah. Obviously, I want to ask you why you thought that partnership clicked. But from memory, there was John Lacey there before you, George John McAllister, McAllister, George O'Mazen, certain players there. Those famous. So names. they obviously yeah. Yeah, famous <laughs> days. They obviously saw Bill Nick. You know, obviously, you might, although you're kind of playing up front, then they obviously saw very quickly this is what this is what he's brilliant at. This is what we're going to do. Him and Miller, you and Paul Miller, obviously, one of the greatest defensive partnerships in the history of Tottenham. You think about how you. I play don't think together. you'd like to play against us. So, Maxi would talk you to death, and I would right. kick you to death. <laughs> so, so, was it worked out how we did the partnership? Did that just happen naturally? No, or no, well, it was always, no, you do this, no. I'll do that. But how it got together was we played Aston Villa at home. And I'd been playing in, in midfield. And um, Shrevesy came to me on the Friday and he went, do you want to play centre-off? I went, really? Didn't have a play there. Oh, you would be good. Okay, try it. He said, you and Maxi. No, it was actually me and John Lacey it was. Right. Right. And I said, yeah, that's fine. So we played, and they had just won the European Cup. Mm. Peter with um, Gary Shaw, yeah, sure. Morley, yeah. and uh, we drew 2-2. And then about a couple of weeks later, Maxi came in, and we just hit it off together. Um, they used to call us, because we used to have, our arms used to ache more than our legs at the end, because we used to give it that offside. <laughs> offside. <laughs> And Ray, like when Ray Clements came, he said, "God, you two are brilliant at that." And yeah, I said, "Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. We're, it's like come dancing." Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, we just had an understanding. We knew what we had to do. Um, but like I say, Maxi. People say I was hard. He was tougher than me, Maxi. Mm. Trust me, he was tougher than me. But he did it in different ways. Like it was when the referee wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll leave that one at that. <laughs> oh, don't go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen him elbow loads of people, and and then he'd go over. The referee would go, "What happened there?" He went, "He walked into my elbow." <laughs> <laughs> but you played in a kind of era, and that, especially that early eighties team, um, more so than now. Every team had a, a world class striker, and whether it was Liverpool and well, kind of ev- ev- every mm. team, and to come in. Uh, and slotted so quickly. I mean, obviously now, you know, it's literally the next season, thank God, we had the FA Cup run, uh, which obviously we're going to talk about now. Uh, I mean... Well, it was that season, wasn't it? It was yeah, that yeah, it, it, 81. Yeah, exactly. So. You, you very nearly missed all of that. Funny enough, 
dearly departed um, Cyril Regis. Yeah. It's the Cyril Regis. Um, Cyril sort of... We had one game to go before the cup final and it was at West Brom. And Keith said to us, we can't go any higher, we can't go any lower, just go out, enjoy the game, play, get yourselves ready for next week, but don't get injured. So... Maxie said something. It was Gary Thompson and Cyril Regis up front. Wow. And Maxie said something. <laughs> so I'm not going where he said, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. anyway. So next, Cyril's turned around, and, and I, I've looked at him. Anyway, I thought, oh, okay. So, ball next ten minutes into the game, the ball's come up. I've edited it away, and next minute, his elbows come flying across. He's hit me nose, and I'm out. Next minute I know, I'm waking up in hospital. And I asked Maxie what happened. He said, oh, you just got in the way, Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> but saying, like, now you wouldn't be able to play. But I, I said, oh, I'm fine. Just let me out of hospital. I went home with the boys, but I felt a bit... So this is literally like three, four days. Well, it's, it's a week. Wednesday. No, it was a week before right, the cup okay. final. It was a Saturday, so it was a Saturday game. Right. Saturday game. So... Uh, I didn't train till the Wednesday, and then it was fine. I was all right after that, until we played in the first game at Wembley, and then Chrissy Hutton took it. Get <laughs> <laughs> your teeth in. Well, exactly. We had um, December. We had Glenn Hoddle with, yeah. with us, which, which, which was wonderful. And obviously, we talked about those games. Um, Ask you the same question: Why don't you think in that first game, the Man City, you know, the first Cup final in 14 years, and we're all there? Why don't you think we performed in that game? What do you think happened? And what was said amongst you players before the Thursday that yeah. turned things around? Well, what we... I think with Ricky, Ricky didn't play well in the first game. And if you don't have your star players playing well, then the rest of you... It was just like lethargic. But we got away with it. Um... So when we came in after the game, I think Keith, Paul, Glenn, Stevie and Ozzy and said, like, you know, Ricky, Stevie actually said he can't play. He was a disgrace today, he can't play. And Keith said, well, he's the first name on the team sheet. Was that because he walked off or the way yeah, he played? Yeah, I think right. both. Really. Yeah. But he let, the, sure. he let the club down. Um, but anyway, Keith said he's the first name on the team sheet. So anyway, that night... We still had the party in the Lancaster Hotel because we booked the Lancaster Hotel because we were that confident we were going to win. And we had a party. Sorry, so, you were there. So well. we thought we might as well have the party. So we had the party. Did you really? Yeah, we had the party. Lan- we were all Lancaster Hotel. And everybody that was drunk. It was a surreal it? evening. Yeah, well, we, we <laughs> celebrated like we won. So, <laughs> so anyway, on the Monday, we went back training. Tuesday, we trained. And the boys just got together and we went into, we stayed at the Pondsbourne on the Tuesday and uh, the hotel in, just up from Cuffley and we just got together and we said, come on, we're better than this. We know what we can do. And then we just went out and, and, and performed. I, I was actually three teeth lighter, but, you know, you get over that, don't you? So... Um, that first... They, they were never retrieved, were they? No, no, no. No, never retrieved. Um, During the game, was it after the game, did you sort of go to someone... Um, any chance you can just go and have a look? Or what did you do? <laughs> I was well. It was funny, really, because five minutes into the game, I 
clattered heads mm. with Kevin Reeves and I had blood coming down yeah, my head. Yeah. And then, just before half-time, I shouted to Chrissy, my ball, Chris, but I don't think he understood. Yeah. Because he decided to swing his left yeah. foot right in my yeah, gob. And I just laid there, and Mike Varney ran across and, like, got me up, and he went, you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. I'm just a bit dizzy, but I'm all right. So anyway, the whistle blew, and we went in, and the doc went to... Like, he came in, and they were wiping me, and blood everywhere, and just... He said, oh, you don't look too... I said, no, I don't feel good, but I'm all right. He went, mm, you're a bit... I don't think you should go out. I said, you're having a laugh. It's a cup final. I said, I'm not... I'm going out. And he went, well, I'm going to talk to the manager. And while he was talking, I just ran out on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> so. What a two weeks you've been... Listen, can, can I read just a week before? I know, I know. Christy, that was unbelievable. unbelievable. But what was the, the whole... Because I, I think back of, of that time, and I was, what, 14, and I remember everything about the build-up. Of yeah. course, there was the song that was out. What was, what was the whole build-up to the cup final like for you? And, and there was... I th- wasn't, it wasn't Aussie and Ricky. I remember you were in the hotel. hotel yeah. And they showed their parents and family yeah. live yeah, yeah. from Buenos Aires. I mean, what, what do you remember about the whole well, build-up to it? It must have been incre- really exciting. You get up in the morning and, like, they say, like, come down for 8 o'clock, TV cameras here to film you. Because it started at 10, 8 o'clock. Yeah. On TV, it was on TV at 8 o'clock. So we come down and we're having breakfast and then next minute we go into this other room and we all sit there and Ozzy's doing it, seeing his mum and Ricky's seeing his family and we're waiting to see our families but they never turn up. <laughs> but anyway, we, we did all that and then you go upstairs and you have a relax and we went for a walk around the, 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 the ground. Are you watching telly though at the time? Yeah, Are you looking at everything up, yeah. that we're seeing yeah, and going, yeah. look at them, they're just yeah. outside there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was people outside in the, in, on the gravel and we yeah. went for a walk around the golf course there and... Then we come back and you, you get showered, you get ready, and we left at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And you had your pre-match meal and then you left at 12 o'clock. We used to, we at steak yeah. on the day of a match. Right. Like, now, that, somebody said to me 20 years later, steak's no good for you. I said, well, it ain't done me too bad, has it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of the play you could have been, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, anyway, we, um, you're travelling down and you're on the... Like the the four oh six and things like so that. So the cameras on, on, the, on, on the, the on the coach. Yeah, yeah. Into what you got Gubber on there with you doing yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. And like from where I'd been <laughs> to where I was then, for me, I was just taking everything in. It was just amazing. And when you turn up at Wembley, the big doors, and your family are all stood outside, and it was just amazing. It was. Like, probably one of the greatest days of my life. I can imagine. And the suits, and then you go out and walk up. See, this is when we talk about the FA Cup, Mike, and we were talking about the, this is what it's all yeah. about. See, that's what we remember. That's what we love about it. Well, Tottenham hadn't been there for a while, and, and you were going, right, okay, this is our year this year. And like you said, we didn't. We played QPR. We played, me and Paul, Maxi, scored the goals against Exeter. Mm-hmm. Two headers, and, well, his header and my shot. So, you know, it was just it was just right. It was it was ready for us. Was it a bonus the fact that you did get although we look back and obviously the, the first game wasn't how we wanted it. Of course the, the, the second game on the Thursday. Yeah, yeah, but the fact you got to do it twice yeah. and yeah. then it ended out the People's Cup final. The first I mean, replay was it, it was, was the centenary. It was the first hundred ever cup final at, at Wembley. First week yeah. And at I remember Wembley. queuing up, you know, yeah, I remember we'll hearing on T V but it was at Wembley because they yeah. said, Listen, 
All these thousand tickets, you can buy them from Wembley, Wembley six Wembley. o'clock. Yeah. Because Rain Man City was, didn't take their tickets, did they? Did and one of my favourite memories is actually get it. It's not so much the game, but actually being yeah. handed the yeah. ticket. Yeah. It was an unbelievable moment. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So, yeah, it's so it must have been better the Thursday, the fact that there were so many more Spurs fans there. Well, it, it, it was like a home game. Like, you know, you, you're looking at it. It was like... The replay. Do you remember the replay? Where the replay was? At the semi-final? Of course. I'd like a great story there yeah. was we played at Highbury. The crowd wrecked their pitch, mm. wrecked their stadium. Yeah. We're in the dressing room, wrecking the dressing room. That's right. The first team owned dressing room. Yeah. Hold on, this is true, true though, is true it? True story. Yeah. Right, we wrecked their first team dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, all of a sudden, the door opens and it's the chief inspector of the police so we all go sit down lads can you do us a favour can you come up in the director's box because we need to get the supporters away they won't leave and they're wrecking everything (laughs) yeah 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 we'll come up so we go up in the director's box and we wreck the director's box yay (laughs) it was brilliant who's who starts it though? I mean, Aussie, Aussie. It was starts Aussie? everything. It was Aussie. He starts everything. Aussie. Right? <laughs> My first trip with Aussie when we went to Austria when I first joined, I'm stood with him in the in the in the foyer, and he's drunk, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, really? Yeah. And he's got this bottle of wine. He smashed the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, oh, I'm, I'm going to bed. Anyway, found out the next morning that. The bloke was doing his nut, and Ozzy went, oh, Peter Daypay, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was the secretary. Peter Daypay, no problem. Did he, all, he always got away with it, though, oh, did he? Got away. Always got away. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? You yeah, won the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, bloody right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, a, it was that, that game was amazing, great goals, you know. Um, you kind of, a lot of people forget the Ricky Villa, what are you actually goal. set up? You set it up. Well, I'm glad you said you that. You set because up. I remember that. Uh, I get stick from Mickey Hazard all the time. Galvin, whatever. Listen to this, Mickey Hazard. What a great (laughs) tackle. You did. You did that brilliant tackle on the edge of our box. And I passed it to Tony, yeah. That's right. So, Mickey Hazard, eat your words. There you go. Well, look, we're going to obviously now look ahead to the 82 uh, run and everything after this very short break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. The next season, the 82 season, you, you started playing a bit of midfield again, didn't you? Yes. How, how did that come about? Um, Paul Price signed. Right. Um, yeah. Luton, was it Luton? Luton. Yeah. Luton. And then we had a few injuries. Yeah. <laughs> we had a few injuries in midfield. Um, so Keith used to say, would you go and play in midfield? So, yeah, you go and play anywhere. Put that white shirt on, you go and play. Um, so it was me, Ozzy, um, Glenn, Ricky was in and out, um, Tony Galvin, uh, Mickey was in for Ozzy or me. It was just, and then I'd go back if one of the lads got injured. And then me and Maxie got back together again, and uh, Pricey wasn't happy. Um, but that's, you know, you have to fight for your place. And, um, we got to the the, the finals, and um, we, we, it was a good season, to be fair. We got to the League Cup final. My memory of that, though, I, 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 maybe you don't know, 
it's incredulous even at the time. If it's about me, I know it. Well, you know, so that 82 far on the Liverpool one, obviously yep. now historically, yep. although we took the lead early on, whatever. I don't know. Paul Price was preferred. Yeah. He picked Paul Price ahead of you in defence. Well, I was playing midfield. We played Brighton on the Tuesday before the game. And the game was on the Sunday. And Ricky was injured. Ricky had been out for six, eight weeks. And on the Saturday night, Keith pulled me into his room and said, oh, Ricky's passed his fitness test. I'm playing him. I'm leaving you out. And I, I just, Why? He went, well, we just need Ricky's experience. So I said, well, so I thought I was going sub. Right. But I didn't even make the sub yeah. bench. And so I was disappointed. But he said, look, we'll get to another cup final and you're definitely playing that. But it's not the same. So anyway, you're sitting on the bench and, you know, you want the boys to win. And Archie should have won the game for us. And he had a chance in the last minute and missed. And then it went the extra time and they beat us. Mm. And then... We got to the FA Cup semi-final and played Leicester. And I was back in, in midfield then. Yeah. And um, Aussie, after that game, went to Paris mm. because of the Falklands. And we just prepared to the, for the Cup final. But it, it got a bit distracted because was Ricky going to play? Was he not going to play? All the way up to the day of the game. And anyway, I was playing midfield with Glenn, uh, Mickey Hazard. And Tony Galvin, and uh, you know, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed playing football, and the, the big disappointment was the the League Cup final for me because I, imagine. I didn't feel that I warranted being kicked out of the team. Mm. And that's the one, one, the only one time I disagreed with Keith. Mm. Other than that, we had a great relationship. We still have now, and you know, I just said you're making a mistake, but mm. that was his decision. But that season, I mean, you you know. Some midfield. I mean, one that many sure remember. There was, a, I, I remember vividly. There was a wonderful hat trick you scored yep. against Southampton, which, ironically for you, we hadn't mentioned at the top of the show, yep. was one of the early teams that let you. Was it? Lord, let Lord me go. Man? Yeah, Lord Lord Menemy yeah, was still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and he was still there. He was a manager. Still there today, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So, what was that like being a sort of local boy? Well, <laughs> to be honest, I scored. Time. I played against Southampton. Ten times, and I scored nine, eight goals against really? them. Yeah, wow. um, and when I scored the hat trick that day, Laurie McMenemy, when I was fifteen and a half, sixteen, he said, "You'll never make a pro footballer." He said, "I'm really sorry, but you won't make it. You ain't quick enough. You ain't strong enough." And I scored a hat trick, and as I'm walking off, I've just headed straight for him, <laughs> and to give him his due. He stood there, shook my hand, and went, you proved me wrong, son. So that was good. I said, yeah, three goals today. (laughs) You have to add that last word. You kind of don't want him to say that, though. I kind of like, oh, right, okay. So We beat them three, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were top, they were second. Or they were top, we were second, whatever. For that season, you touched on the whole Ricky Veer thing. You were brought back for that 82 um, game against QPR. Again, another final, if you remember it. Again, we didn't play very well. Uh, no. little, you know, we didn't, again, especially after the season four. It was Fennec, wasn't it? Fennec, yeah. that head near the well, end. Well, we, 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 we scored first, yeah. didn't we? I passed it to Glenn. Glenn yeah. sliced it into yeah. the corner. And then they went straight up. The last 
few minutes and Bob long Hazel, throw, Bob yeah, Hazel long throw. flick on. Yeah, that. long throw, it's and uh, yeah. I always blame Maxi for that. He should have headbutted <laughs> Bob Hazel. But, <laughs> but anyway, they, it was one-one. Second game, I think that must have been about a sixty. 65th, 66th game of the season. Um, we was in the don't forget, we was in the Cup Winners' Cup, Cup semi final, yeah. Barcelona, and you know, so it was uh, it was a tough old season. But the fo- the Thursday night, same again. We prepared for it, and I made a run from the halfway line. Um, I think it would have been better than Ricky Villiers. Well, I was about to say, it was, it was in fairness that you, you, you know, you're being you know, a little bit. I might be earning more than what I'm earning now if I was you're, Graham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham Villa. Yeah, yeah. you'll give yourself a disservice. <laughs> yeah. It was an extraordinary run, but, and it was Tony Curry that Bought took me you down, out. Yeah. When, before, Thank God for that. We, yeah. Yeah, you say that, before he <laughs> took you out, was there anything you were going ahead? Was there a moment when you thought during that moment? This is going to be the greatest goal Wembley has ever seen. Mike, I don't think you ever think run. that when you're running it. Fucking <laughs> 20 miles, well, 30 miles an hour. Um, no, I just, it, I just picked it just up and going. it was like, okay, go, go. <laughs> and I just kept running and Bob Hazel, I actually jumped over his foot. Yeah. I knocked it through and jumped over his foot because he tried to take me out. Yeah. And then I turned inside and next minute I'm on my backside and... Yeah. Uh, Tony Curry had brought me down, but do you think about that though now? And think if only exactly oh, do you? <laughs> sure you do. You think I would have scored? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was that confident scoring. Yeah, sure, I think. Yeah. No, but get there and then you see what happens. But you know, I'm, I, yeah, I wish I'd done it. <laughs> I remember the time Tony Curry was obviously a great legend of London football. It was the ref Clive White? Yes, it was. Yes, I remember Keith Ackett in the first game. He's this right. one of the worst fouls, probably now sending off a fan. He actually turns around and gives it the old. Line. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was an error. The most blatant penalty, penalty yeah. ever seen at Wembley. It was, yeah. And then Glenn stuck it in. And then, to be fair to them, they played really well second half. Yes. Um, and we we held out, and you know you. <laughs> You come from Weymouth and you've got two FA Cup medals. Incredible. You think, wow. So early on. Yeah. It was incredible. Did it feel as it? What was the difference in the feeling, though, going into the second one as compared to the first one? Because you've already played in the Cup final once. You're going through the whole thing again. It was just was exciting. It, was, was it as exciting? Oh, Did it feel amazing. the same? Amazing, yeah. yeah. It was, it was Still Tony Gubber back on there again for Unbelievable. Yeah. Everything. And they came on the coach on the Thursday and it was no different. Just go back on the first one. When I got my teeth done... What happened was, after we won the first cup, we went to the Chanticleer and got drunk. I've got an appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning at the Epping Hospital. Yeah. Up past seven, I'm still in Chanticleer. <laughs> drunk. So my wife said, come on, we're going. So we got a taxi... And we went home. No, we went home. So I said, oh, let me just lay down here. I fell asleep on the settee. Anyway, half past ten, they rang my wife and said, uh, do you know where Graham is? She said, yeah, he's asleep. He's been drinking all night. Like, he can't have the operator. She said, no, no, bring him in. We won't give him any anaesthetic. <laughs> That'll teach him being fucking late, I'll tell you. <laughs> so I went in wow. and they gave me a little jab. It wasn't, anyway, and Next minute, I woke up and I still had the medal around my neck. <laughs> unbelievable. Serious. Seriously, unbelievable. And I went round. That was 11 hours later, I woke up. 
<laughs> and I walked around all the the other awards and it was Tottenham fans in there and I was showing them the medal and it was amazing. It was that is great. But I had new teeth. It was great. great. <laughs> so listen, and this is an aside. See, did they, they stayed in all the time because there was always the, the funny story about Martin Chivers and I wanted to yeah, yeah. do this on, on that day and he's probably told you, Graham, is the fact that he, people would always say, you never smile when you score. And it was because he had, he had his tooth missing. And so he, he couldn't smile because he didn't want to see anybody see the gap in his teeth. And it was only later on in his career, once he'd had those, and he was all like this. Well, I, I had um, false teeth on a plate. Yeah. So I used to take them out in the games. And I remember a story when I, like, I dropped them. I forgot to take them out. And I dropped them on the pitch. Right. And now I'm thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, it's muddy pitch, and you think, you can't put them back in. <laughs> so I just had to hold on to them to half-time and put them in this. You run around with a pair of... <laughs> like Guy's got bite marks on my leg. I don't know why he never got near me. <laughs> oh, dear. That's the 82, the following year, you finally, and, and rightly so, made your England debut. Yeah. What, how did that come about? How, how did you get the call up? Was there any, anything there? Yeah. We, we, at the end of the season... We went to Trinidad, and um, we played Trinidad in a friendly. We had a holiday there, really. And um, after the game, after Ray Clements had taken two of their players out and got sent off, um, we got back into the bar in, in the hotel, and Peter Shreves had a letter or a telephone call saying that me and Glenn have been picked for England, and... Uh, we have to join up when we get back. So, you know, for me, three years have been unbelievable. You know, I've come... I said to my wife, are you happy now that <laughs> I joined Tottenham? Yeah. She said, oh, West Brom was nice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got divorced not long after yeah. that. <laughs> but no, but, like, getting picked for your country. You know, people say, do you really want to play? There was no money. It was just the honour of putting that shirt on, getting a cap and playing for your country. And, you know, three years before I was playing it at the wreck at Weymouth. And it was just schoolboy stuff, really. It was, um, but, you know, Stevie said, don't get too big. So, you don't. Um, between... I mean, all the sides you play for, but that sort of 81, 82 through to 84, 85. And again, we've touched on it with other sort of ex-players. We, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were a great side then. Yeah. Great side. Why, in your estimation, during those sort of three years, why do you think we fell short on quite a few occasions? On of, the league. Of winning the league. What, 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 from your perspective? Um, I think maybe... We not underestimated the teams when we played them, but didn't didn't go go about it the right way. You know, we'd have a cup game, and everybody was saying, "Oh, we're a cup team," and this and that. I think I'm trying to think of what season it was. Eighty five or eighty three, one of them, where we played. We should have won the league. It was eighty five when Everton won the league. There was the great, there was the, 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 the great, game at White Hart Lane. Game. You scored a scorcher. Yeah. 
And then the famous South so, save yeah. against Falcon. We lost well, 2-1. Well, we played... We had to That's play. when we really thought, this is it. This is the night. No. It was almost like, felt to felt like a championship decider. We played night. 11 games, I think, in either 18 or 23 days. And it caught up. That was a year. If we was ever going to win it, that was a year we was going to win it. Yeah. And it just caught up with us because I, I played every game. And, like, we... They talk about now, like, you talk to the sports scientists now, they, you can't play two games away. We play four games in a bloody week. So, and the pitches weren't as good as they are now. So, you know, you can play. You know, don't ever let anybody say you can't play. You can. Um, it's how you mentally go about it. We, I think we lost, we, we drew with Liverpool and we lost to Man United, I think, the last two, two games. But we won all the rest. So we were in there. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, I just don't know why we didn't get over that line. We had the team, we had the team, we had the players, we had a great squad, 84, we had a great squad. Um, but I think we just became a, that cup, cup winning team and, and that's what we were. Well, we'll talk about that cup winning team with the, 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 the iconic, the wonderful, the all white strip at White Hart Lane, UEFA Cup. And we're going to do, um, I think we'll do a sort of part two, I think. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Graham Roberts. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.